Here at Chasing Growth, we use the Anchor app to record our podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free and easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I recommend it. We use it here at Chasing Growth. Welcome to Chasing Growth, a podcast on leadership ideas, organizational health, and personal growth. To help us spread the message of Chasing Growth, please subscribe, make a comment, and share this podcast on your social media. And now a new episode of Chasing Growth. Hey everyone, and welcome to Chasing Growth. Today, if you're watching the video, you probably can see that I'm wearing a shirt, and this shirt is for the Williams Syndrome. At the end of the program, at the end of the show, you're going to be able to hear from two people a little bit more about Williams Syndrome and learn how you can help, how you can be part of it. Um, So please stay to the end of the program so you can learn a little bit more about Williams Syndrome. Also, I would like to ask you to subscribe to our channel on Facebook, to following us on Instagram, and to like us on Facebook. And please share the content. The content. If you want to help us, you can do that. You can share the content in your, on your social media with your friends, and that will be very appreciated for by us. So um, today I want to talk about something that's very important for me. I have been thinking a lot about this. Is um, it's some, I don't know if I'm right about this or not. Uh, I don't know if I'm coming. I will come out either critical about it, but I think it's very important to, to talk about it, to have the discussion, and hopefully it will bless you and bless somebody else uh, to maybe do something about it. And that have to do with discipleship. I think the discipleship these days is something that we all are struggling with, and we're not really practicing discipleship, which is, is very sad because. As Christians, we all Christians, if you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you believe that he died for all your sins, past, present, and future, and that he was resurrected at the third day, and that he went to heaven and he's coming back, right there, the gospel. <laughs> uh, if you believe that, if you you call yourself a Christian, uh, the one sentence uh, job description that Jesus left for us is go and make disciples, teaching them all things, etc. Are we doing it? And the reality is, is that I see a lot of talk on leadership. I see a lot of talks on different things, uh, how to function as a church, what to do, how to sometimes even how we can copy um, the business world, how to do church, etc. And if I ask you, when was the last time you went to a, a discipleship conference, a discipleship class, teaching type of thing? Probably the, the answer is no, never, or I don't know what is that. Uh, and again, is the one thing we, as Christians we're all supposed to do. Now, I believe that the reason because we do that is because leadership is external and discipleship is internal. Let me explain. So why leadership is external? I can be a great leader from the platform. I can be a great leader knowing all the right things, reading the right books, having the right information, saying the right things. But when I get out of the platform, or, or even out of the pulpit, I don't necessarily have to bring the people that I'm leading to my private life. I can be a great leader and I still have that completely separate. 
discipleship, I believe, is a little different. Is when we have to, when we disciple somebody, we not just can tell them how to do things, which I believe we do from the preachings, the books that we have, and all that stuff. But a real disciple is somebody who follows somebody else and learn from that person, learn the different Christian disciplines from that person, and that happen uh, many times in the in the private, in the intimacy of a house. How things are deal with, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why I believe leadership is easy to some extent versus discipleship. They can be more challenging because I have to bring you in. So what is my experience with that? Uh, hopefully you have been discipled by somebody where somebody brought you in and teach you things and show you uh, how to do the Christian disciplines, how to disciple other people too, and not just tell them about Jesus and the seed, and then you don't know how to live the Christian life. Hey, receive Christ. Okay, I did it. What next? Oh, I don't know. Nobody knows. So uh, hopefully so that was your experience, but it was not my experience. Let me tell you a story. Years ago, uh, again, why discipleship is so important. I went to, I, I was the uh, children pastor uh, in a church. And I was called to to go to a hospital to see one of the kids that was sick. And I went. I went to the hospital. I got there. I said hello. I sit down by the bed, and I didn't know what to do. After a few minutes of awkward silence, the mom told me or asked me, said, are you going to pray? Are you going to say something? Uh, I was in my 20s. I, I had the information. I went. I, I was educated. I, I grew up in a church. I have all the, the qualifications, but I was never disciple. So I didn't know what to do. I didn't know really how to really say something or not. I didn't have children, so I didn't know what it means or how it feels to have a children. And I didn't know that sometimes you, as a pastor, you're going to experience some situation and you have to rely on the Holy Spirit. I knew that, but I never experienced it. So I believe that discipleship is very important because we need to bring people in and teach them how to live the Christian life. That brings me to what is next uh, and what I want to talk about is the Christian disciplines. Because we're not doing discipleship, we're not having the Christian discipline. Praying, reading the Bible, meditating, fasting. Uh, You don't hear those things or you don't hear people doing it because nobody's teaching them to do it. Nobody's showing them how to do it. Nobody's telling them how that is done, how the uh, real prayer is done, how fasting is done. And because nobody's telling them people is not doing it, or when they're doing they're doing something completely ridiculous or something completely wrong. Um, and there again, today with social media, we have so many people who can be out there teaching some things, and we have the risk that nobody's discipling other people and we're going to rely only on what people said online. And you're going to have people say crazy stuff. They're not based on the Bible. There's no doctrine, doctrine, doctrinal um, correct correct or something. Um, so you, we're going to have struggles. So discipleship is very important and it's not happening and people don't know how to do these things. And there's two disciple, uh, disciplines that I believe they want their suffering more these days. And I don't believe it's the Bible. I think people read their Bible, especially with what happened with coronavirus. People seeking God, seeking answers and all that stuff. But I believe there's two disciplines that are not happening. There's two disciplines that Jesus taught us how to do it, and we don't know how to do it. Because we don't know how to do it, we don't know how to teach it to somebody else. Because we're not teaching somebody, we're not showing the way, 
we're not making disciples. Even to our own children, we're not making disciples because we don't know how to do this, do these two things. So one is them. One of them is praying in private, and the other one is giving in secret. Praying in private. Jesus told us, hey, when you pray, don't do like these guys. They just yell and they, they stand on the corners and everybody see them praying and they think they're so spiritual. Do it in private. That's what he said. Do it in private. Go close the door behind you and pray in private. We don't do it. And I believe why Jesus asked us to do that, because I believe that God, God's heart is he wants that intimacy with us. One intimacy with each one of us. He want to be with us. He want to. Not only us to share his heart, but probably his, he wants to share his heart with us. And we're not doing it. And that's so key for the Christian growth. I have the opportunity to uh, listen and hear a lot from Dr. Charles Stanley. And he has 30 life principles. If you don't know what they are, go to intouch.org and learn them. They're great. They're very good. And the first life principle is intimacy with God his higher priority for our lives. It will determine the impact of our life. I remember reading that for many years and seeing it, and that just transformed my life. So, But nobody ever told me, say, the more important thing for the Christian life is intimacy. The people say about prayer, but nobody came and actually discipled me to do it. So that's one of the things that, I mean, Jesus told us, apart from me, you can do nothing. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you're just a branch by yourself, you probably will dry and die. You may look pretty for a few days on the ground, but you will die anyway. You have to be close to the vine. And to be close to the vine means to be close, um, have that intimacy, that uh, the secret, that a private prayer, that private time with God when we're having a conversation, a relationship. And I believe God wants that intimacy with us. I think he craved that. He wants to share his heart with us and not only us sharing our heart to, with him, but he wants to show us how much he loves us, how much he cares, how much he can do with our life, his purpose and all that stuff. But that will never happen if you don't have that intimacy, that private prayer, that private time with God. When I talk about this with other people, usually people get very defensive. They will say, well, I pray when I'm driving. I don't know how they do that because they're driving with their eye open and I don't like when people pray with their eye open it freak me out but um, what are they doing they, they're driving and they listen to a sermon and they say oh that's my devotional imagine any relationship where your only time when you spend with that person is in your car when you're driving imagine your marriage the only time you have intimacy good conversations when you're driving I'm telling you that marriage probably won't be good that relationship with your, your children won't be good so you cannot use that as an excuse. You cannot say it because you fall in such an app that you did the app and you just scrolled through it and you did the requirements to, to finish a devotional. That's your intimacy with God. No, that's no way. Jesus told us when you pray, do it in private. There's a reason. Jesus did it himself. He went along to pray in the mountains and disappeared for a few hours and, 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 and prayed to God. God himself, he was God. 100% God, and he still was praying, and we don't do it. So that's one thing that I think we're struggling with, and it's not happening. That secret prayer, that intimacy with God, that thing that only can happen between us and God in private. It's a struggle. I hear about, I'm a prayer warrior. I, I, you pray a lot. I don't care. I, I don't know where the Bible talks about prayer warriors. Uh, I just want to know, and I don't need to know it. If you, you, you're talking with God and you're spending time with God, he's very clear. Hey, do it in private. 
And the other thing that is, is crucial for our growth is giving. And Jesus also told us, when you do it, do it in secret. Don't let one hand know what the other hand is doing. Do it in secret. Don't 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 do it like these people. And he was uh, talking about the Pharisees and all that people. And but what happened today? Everywhere, every time we do something good, every time we give to somebody, we put it on some place on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and we say something about it. Great mission trip, you know, blessing these people, feeding the poor, helping the whatever, and we and we talk about it. We shouldn't talk about it. We should keep it in secret. So those are the two disciplines that I be, I believe because we have walked away from doing real discipleship. We're not teaching people to practice the Christian disciplines. And I believe those two Christian disciplines are under attack right now. And it will be so hard for people to actually practice them because they just don't know how to do it. One time I asked somebody to go spend 30 minutes in, in a room by themselves without cell phone. And uh, 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, that, little, that lady came out crying out of the room because they didn't know what to do. They started panicking. Can you imagine that? And that's reality for so many people. One time I, I tell some a group of people, say, listen, when we have this meeting or, or that, or that or a meeting together, we need to leave the cell phones out of the meeting. And he was like, what? No way. We cannot be out of, not, not in contact. Contact with what? We don't know how to practice uh, intimacy. We don't know how to practice being alone. We just don't know. We don't know how to disconnect. Too much TV, too much uh, phone, too much social media, too much too much Instagram. And the reality is that everything, <laughs> nothing really changed. You see the same post all the time. But we just don't know how to do it. So these two things are under attack. Intimacy with God, like praying in private and giving in private, is not happening in which we have to practice it. Uh, this, this podcast is called Chasing Growth. And it's, it, it, your growth will never happen if you don't practice this too. The reading Bible, I believe, is happening. People does it online. Here we hear tongue. I mean, there's no way you don't have access to sermon these days. They're everywhere online. And now that we have the COVID-19, everybody's doing sermons online. So it's everywhere, right? So you don't have a problem with that with uh, reading or doing devotional books are everywhere about devotional, uh, how to read the Bible in a year, etc. But these two disciplines, the praying in private, closing the door behind you, as Jesus told us, giving in secret, like Jesus told us, is a struggle. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to start uh, doing that, to start praying in private, to go closing the door, to struggle with the awkwardness to be in silence by yourself for 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it is. But start practicing this and see what happens. Do it for 30 years, 30 days. Uh, hopefully you can do it for ho your whole life. But do it and see what happens. See how God revealed to you and He uh, revealed His heart to you and how your life is transformed and how God will use you and, and fill you and do so many things for you and learn from Him and understand. And He will reveal things. He will reveal things like, uh, relying on the Holy Spirit, it won't be just a sentence. It will re really make sense. And you will you will learn things about yourself that you have never learned. You will see your, your dark side and how you need to repent. You won't be able to hold anything in that relationship, in that intimacy. And that will be great. So I want to challenge you to do it at least for 30 days and see what happens. Also, I want to challenge you in those 30 days to go and give and do something for somebody. 
go and, and give some money or do something for somebody. Go cut the grass for somebody, but don't let anybody see it. Don't tell anybody about it and bless that person. And don't tell me, well, I put it on Facebook to bring glory to God. Listen, God doesn't need your help to bring glory to himself. Just look outside, look at the tree, look at the storm, the coronavirus. Oh my goodness, we're all struggling and we don't know uh, you know what to do. And it, it, it happened in, and like this, like this, our dependency, we go just, it went crazy. We all looking for God, we all praying. And and, and you really think God needs help <laughs> and the, to, to bring glory to himself? I'm pretty sure this day with the coronavirus, the coronavirus, there's more people on their knees than ever across the world and people seeking God. So don't worry about that. Don't try to fool yourself. The, if you tell somebody what you're doing, about what you're giving, uh, you bring, you're helping God to bring glory to himself. That's not true. That's a lie. Don't believe it. And do something in secret. Give somebody something. Uh, go to the uh, mail, mailbox. Put a, an envelope with a check. And the thing, this is the thing. I know that I'm saying this, and I know somebody's watching, and I know somebody uh, is have been dealing with this to do something for somebody else, and don't entertain and don't don't start thinking, well, they don't really need it, you know, they never ask for anything, so they're fine, they have a good job. Don't do it like that because that's a mistake. If God is putting something to to do something for somebody in your heart, even somebody who have too much, but he's still God is telling you, hey, go do this for this person, do it. Don't hesitate. Do it and do it in secret. And again, 30 days, close the door behind you and pray all the time and, and seeking God, seeking God, seeking God, his heart, and he will reveal his heart to you in that intimacy. In the next 30 days, go and bless somebody in secret. Give them something or do something for them in secret and resist the, resist the temptation or make it public. Please don't give up on that and see what happened and see what happened. So thank you very much. I hope this is a blessing for you. I hope you can think about this and may, feel free to make comments on Facebook or Instagram. I will respond and stay tuned for the video with the uh, with the two people who are going to be talking about uh, Williams syndrome. A great cause, a great thing to know about it. So hopefully this, this program was a, a blessing for you. Remember, subscribe, share, uh, comment and stay tuned so you can uh, learn a little bit more about William syndrome. God bless you. Hey guys, how are you? Good. Good. How are you doing, Mr. Pablo? Very good. As you see, I'm wearing my William syndrome shirt. Yeah, yeah. we wore, we got ours on too. Yeah. She's got Molly Kate's got her team Molly Kate shirt. <laughs> nice, nice. So as you know, as uh, as many uh, people do in this time because the coronavirus, they, they cancel their activities. And there's something that we do every year that run for Williams Syndrome Association. And I would like you guys to tell us more about that, what, what the Williams Syndrome Association does and, um, and, and more information about it. Sure, so I guess to give you some background on Williams Syndrome, um, it's a genetic condition. Molly Kate was born with Williams Syndrome. And uh, basically what happens is we have 26,000 genes in our body. And with Williams syndrome, uh, there's a deletion. So it's usually maybe 25 to 27. Molly Kate's missing about 26 genes out of the 26,000 that you and I have. Uh, so that's kind of what causes Williams syndrome. Uh, with it, there can be a number of physical challenges. So um, Molly Kate probably sees more doctors maybe than most kids do. Uh, there can also be some very serious 
cardiovascular issues, um, some issues in terms of reactions to anesthesia, things like that. Um, and thankfully on the cardiovascular side, Molly Kate's been very healthy um, for most of her life. Um, so there's, there's physical issues. There's also challenges in school. So challenges with learning, there can be challenges with um, motor skills. So for instance, Molly Kate's pretty much always done physical therapy and occupational therapy and speech therapy since she was a little girl, right? Ever since you were a baby. She's 10 now, by the way. She just had her 10th birthday. I know, and her birthday was now during the COVID-19. Yes, she had a quarantine birthday. How was that, Molly Kate? Good. Good, we made it fun. <laughs> we figured out a way to make it fun, right? Yeah. She probably got more attention this year than she's ever gotten. <laughs> um, so that's Williams Syndrome, and then the Williams Syndrome Association is a group it's sort of the national nonprofit um, that helps to support families. It helps to provide research. Um, it helps to support individuals with Williams syndrome um, so that they can make connections and have meaningful lives um, throughout their lives. And there's really a lot of different needs. I mean, we were very blessed uh, that Molly Kate was diagnosed when she was about 10 months old. It just happened that our, our, her cardiologist knew about Williams syndrome and recognized some of the symptoms and and thought hey this might be williams syndrome and got us in touch with genetic testing if we had not had that for instance our pediatrician who was a great doctor had never heard of williams syndrome so wow. a lot of doctors aren't even aware of it so that that's a big part of the mission of the williams syndrome association is just to spread awareness to help educate families and doctors and then even educate people that aren't directly impacted but might uh, you know interact with somebody with williams syndrome through school, help educate teachers and just other families as well. It was a great organization. It was founded in the early 1980s by a family, uh, a few families that had, you know, children with Williams syndrome and it's just grown over the years. And, and like I said, it's a huge blessing. We met a family recently that had an eight year old and they just recently got the diagnosis. Wow. So for eight years, for most of his life, they had really kind of struggled trying to figure out, it seemed like something was different and they had a lot of challenges in school or medically, but they never, you know, no medical professional could ever pinpoint what the issue was. It happened to be a nurse that said, this might be something genetic, you should go get genetic testing done. And they were able to find out that he had Williams syndrome. Um, wow, wow. So, um, and as you guys know, like what happened to your doctor or maybe to his family, not a lot of people know about Williams syndrome. And that's why you guys have every year that race to raise awareness and it's fun. We have been part of it for the uh, last few years. Yeah, and last year I wasn't there. I wasn't able to be there. But it's always a lot of fun because I can see it. We do the three, three miles run, the 5K. That's right. And uh, also a walk. And I can see how good I'm doing physically. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's our test. It's always, it's always the first weekend where it's hot in Georgia, too. So it's always hard, right? The, yeah, the and, and, hard. and it will be happening this, actually, this weekend right now, right? And it's right. This, uh, today actually would have been the, the Williams Syndrome walk and run here in Georgia. Uh, Molly, Kate, what do you think about the walk? What are your, what you've been to 10 or nine of them now, I guess. Um, it's really fun um, because you can spend time with family and friends and you just get to hang out for a while and it's just really fun. Yeah, it's fun. And usually yeah. the weather is awesome too. It's like always in the perfect time. So 
Uh, my people uh, they watch this and people who know you guys and know the William Cinder, what they can do, the, uh, is the, the race is not, the race is not happening. The event is not happening. What can right. people do to stay in contact with William Syndrome, to support, to help? Yeah. So, uh, the William Syndrome Association has a webpage. It's, um, williams-syndrome.org. There's a lot of information there. If, if um, people just wanted to learn more about it, uh, you may not know anyone now, but there may be a time in the future that you meet someone that has Williams syndrome. It's very rare. I think we talked about that earlier, about one in 10,000 people they think have Williams syndrome. Um, so that's one way is just to support by raising awareness, learning more about it. Um, you can definitely give online as well. The Williams syndrome association does several things you know, they run a lot of programs, so they run camps. They have a national convention every two years um, that unfortunately is canceled this year. Um, but they also have regional conventions annually. And the, the purpose of all those is to help educate families, to help educate teachers. So they'll invite teachers to come to those. They'll invite medical professionals. So they're, again, just trying to spread awareness and knowledge um, for the families that are impacted, but also the you know, medical professionals or teachers that might be uh, interacting with individuals like Molly Kate. Um, so the Williams Syndrome Association, and then they also, their goal is just to sort of provide and help um, create more meaningful lives for people with Williams Syndrome. So they're just creating opportunities for connections and social opportunities, partnerships as they get older to look for employment and things like that that are also very important. Um, so Williams Syndrome, williams-syndrome.org is their website. And then they're also on social media. You can find them on Facebook. They'll be putting out a lot of videos and things this month, um, highlighting individuals with Williams syndrome. Uh, I know there's one girl that during all of coronavirus every day, she, she plays piano. And, and that's one thing that a lot of people with Williams syndrome are pretty gifted musically or just have an affinity for music. And it's been amazing every day during, during the quarantine, she puts out a video where she plays piano and sings. Um, it, we hopefully they'll put some of those up as well because it's been really uplifting. She's, she's great and very talented. Um, and they're doing a lot of things this month so that, um, because it's been a big month of celebration. Usually that's part of the walk is getting families together and celebrating Molly Kate and celebrating other individuals with Williams syndrome. So they're still going to do a lot of those things this month of May and just do them virtually this year um, through zoom, through yeah. um, social media and things like that. Any plans to have in the future the, the run or not this year? I think in here in Georgia, we've talked about maybe it might end up in the fall. Um, so we'll see if it gets pushed to the fall or if it's just we missed the in-person walk this year and maybe just do it a year from now. Um, but I would definitely say, too, on social media, uh, the Williams Syndrome Association is planning a lot of events this month. I'm not, I don't know them all, but, um, you know, I think there will be a lot of ways to celebrate people with Williams syndrome and just still make it a fun month and make it uh, a month that still spreads awareness about Williams syndrome. And we appreciate you for doing this. You're helping us out too this month. So. Yeah. We're gonna, when we post this video, we're gonna put all the links and all that stuff so people can um, uh, see and learn more about Williams syndrome and also maybe help too. So we'll be in contact. We love you, Molly Kate. Be good. Don't drive your parents crazy. That's right. <laughs> She's been good. She's doing, how do you like digital learning, Molly Kate?
No, no. <laughs> ah, that's pretty funny. Uh, thank, thank you, Pablo. We appreciate it. Thanks for uh, doing what you can to help spread awareness this month. We really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Thank you, guys. Bye, Molly K. Have a good one. Bye. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Please help us spread the message of chasing growth by subscribing, commenting, and sharing this podcast on your social media and circle of friends. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Again, thank you for listening and keep chasing growth and stay tuned to our next episode.